Hello and welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots. I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the chief medical information officer for the Baptist system. Hey everybody, I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon and chief medical officer at Baptist Memorial Hospital DeSoto. And today we're very honored to have Ron Pereira here from the Gimba Academy uh, to talk to us a little bit about con uh, continuous improvement. Ron, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Can you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. So, um, um, I mean, today I'll kind of go in reverse order, I suppose. I, I, I'm one of the uh, co-founders and, and partners of, of Gemba Academy. So we produce um, online training for the Lean Six Sigma space um, and, you know, have podcast and we've been at it for Gosh, around well, March of 2009, we started the company, so wow. <laughs> been at it a little while. Um, and uh, before that, I, I've worked in various, um, uh, mostly manufacturing um, spaces, in various leadership roles, and then continuous improvement roles. And so, um, so kind of started working with like building cell phones back at Motorola way back in the day. <laughs> and uh, so that's where I was first sort of introduced to this whole idea of continuous improvement was as a young engineer running around there building hundreds and hundreds and thousands of phones. And then I went to Nokia, which is another cell phone company that, uh, um, yeah, they're still around, but uh, not, not like they used to be. Um, as far as cell phones go, and then um, and then worked for a company called FlowServe, and that was more of a traditional manufacturing. They make pumps, valves, and seals, sort of like the oil and gas industry. So I was a, a director of manufacturing, continuous improvement for them. And but I was always sort of this entrepreneur, kind of trapped in corporate America. I used to say, <laughs> so always had these ideas of different businesses and whatnot. And uh, I was I was searching for something that was what we have now with Gemba Academy, and it really didn't exist. And so me and a couple guys got together and one thing led to another and here we are, we, we have this company, so. Wow, well, you know, Ron, I'm a big fan of Gemba Academy. I've, I've, I've watched a ton of videos, I've listened to a ton of the podcast, and I, I assume that's what you're doing full-time right now mm. with Gemba Academy. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's been full-time for, yeah, uh, I mean, Maybe the first year and a half, it was sort of a tag team kind of thing, you know, day job and night night job was Gimba Academy, but that didn't last long. But yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we have got like 20 employees now across the across the country, and and uh, our our office is here in Keller, Texas, this is where our main studio and facility is. But we have folks in California, Michigan, different parts, Seattle, that sort of thing. So, well, t tell me a little bit about your education. Did 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 you get into continuous improvement because you went to a you yeah working for a working for a company that that was a lean company or did did you are well, you self taught yeah. or did you yeah no well so at Motorola you know as a I was a process engineer I guess is best way to describe me just running we were you know building these cell phones so I was sort of responsible for certain assembly lines because if the line ever stopped that was a big problem you know so we were very proactive on you know making sure everything was smooth and and um, you know Motorola as you guys probably know is sort of where Six Sigma was born and uh, was interesting enough I never went through formal Six Sigma training there um, but it was just how we all did our jobs you know like SPC and design of experiments and whatnot. I just thought that's how all engineers worked. I didn't know any better. It was my first big job, you know, and uh, uh, well, I come to find out <laughs> that isn't how all companies operated. I, I learned that later on in my career. But um, so 
uh, that I, when I went to uh, to Nokia, then that's actually when I went through some formal. They were also more of a Six Sigma organization way back then. Lean was out there, but not like you know Six Sigma for sh- maybe more popular. I don't know at that time. And uh, so I I did go through formal sort of green belt, black belt, master black belt training more on 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 the Six Sigma side. And we had some Lean sprinkled in enough to be dangerous. I always told people, but I knew there was more. And so I started you know reading and um, searching the internet for information, and that's where I actually stumbled across one of my now business partners, John Miller, who had a, a lean consulting company called Gemba Research um, back then. And, and when I was at Nokia, we actually hired Gemba Research to come in to teach us more about lean. And so that's how John and I um, first you know, got to know each other. Um, so then really from there was, again, no Gemba Academy and there wasn't a whole lot of formal training on lean back then. It was just yeah, you read the book, learning to see, and you went out and created value stream apps, you know, and <laughs> and that's just how we did it. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's sort of my, I guess, self-taught with some formal, you know, training there at Nokia, mostly like former GE master black belt guys kind of came in and, and taught us at, at Nokia, the, the waves of, of traditional Six Sigma. So. And so, you mentioned that while you're working at, at Nokia that you were looking for something like Gimba Academy and it didn't exist. Right. Um, what were you what were you looking for? What was the yeah. idea for the company? What niche were you trying to fill? What unmet yeah. need out there were you trying to It was to actually help? yeah. Good question. It was actually when I was at FlowServe when I was really looking for a Gimba Academy is because I was on an airplane. I was like executive platinum by like March every year, you know, <laughs> and I was traveling a lot and I had a young family at the time. Um, I still have I have, I have seven kids, you know, <laughs> I didn't have seven back then, but I had several. And, uh, yeah, you know, I was saying goodbye to my kids every Sunday and I'll see you on Friday. It was it was really getting hard. And I loved my job. Don't get me wrong. I loved the work. So that was like this horrible dichotomy, really. You know, like I loved the work, but I didn't want to say goodbye to my family so much. And so I was seeking (laughs) some ways to sort of duplicate me, you know, like so I didn't have to go and travel all over to teach people. And uh, and there was some stuff out there. You know, there was some there was some Six Sigma stuff out there, but it was more I don't know, maybe disparaging, but voiceover cartoon right and i just couldn't i couldn't do it myself and i wasn't going to ask anybody else to do it so um so i was just like i want somebody talking in a camera to tell me how to do quick changeover so i don't have to go teach people right and it just didn't exist and so that's that was the the idea for gimba academy is let's just let's make videos and that way they 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 scale a lot faster than me on an airplane (laughs) right so so you started with with videos, but you'll have a lot more than that now, right? And mm-hmm. so can you tell us just a little bit about the the offerings for? Yeah, and I don't want to make this again by Academy sales pitch, but um, but yeah, no, I mean the pop. No, video, you, can, we, you can pitch it, pitch it all you want. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, yeah, so we do a weekly podcast, um, and so a, a new episode comes out every Thursday. Um, we haven't missed for 430 some weeks <laughs> you know so we're pretty consistent and now, uh, I, I tell you that is impressive you know we started doing this podcast and, and we've been doing it every week for i mean i think we're on 60 something weeks now yeah but it's 
it's it's tough yeah <laughs> no so, it's tough yeah so, uh, uh, you know we understand that 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 yeah. struggle <laughs> sure yeah 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 so yeah so we have that and then we we do a lot of uh you know obviously we got a lot of blog articles and all that so we're constantly putting out content and all that stuff's free you know like the podcast and blog articles and whatnot but so our our, our revenue is comes from our subscription based, you know, when people subscribe to watch our videos, basically. So and, and you can actually take courses on on Gimba Academy if you wanted to take a course on, let's just say, A3s or Kata or something like yep. that. Sure. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, for sure. Yeah, there's there's over fifteen hundred videos now. So if you can name a topic that we haven't covered. Okay, <laughs> let's go. You know, but uh, but we're constantly creating more and more because it's a, a subscription-based business, like Netflix or Disney Plus sure. or something like that. So, you know, you need to keep producing more value, right? So your you know existing customers, you know, stick around, right? And we want to keep adding value to the to the world. So that's sort of our calling, really, is uh, is to create content that will help the world. <laughs> and. And so our audience is mostly healthcare, and a lot of us are like me and HF are, are fairly new to continuous improvement. And so it's really just learning a lot um, about what's out there. Um, but what can you tell us about the work you've done with those that are in healthcare versus those maybe that are you know more mature in their journey? Um, um, well, I mean, I would say, first of all, like there's a, you know, I wouldn't say you guys are not mature in your journey, you know, because you guys <laughs> got it going on, man, as a, as a healthcare organization practicing continuous improvement. So don't sell yourself short there. My goodness. Um, but uh, I mean, from, from our approach, from Gemba Academy's per- approach to, you know, helping people really, we're industry agnostic, really. Um, so we work hard to just make help people think and help people learn. And yeah, when there there's an example of quick changeover, for example, okay, yeah, we can explain how to change over some machine in a factory, but then we'll also explain, but hey, maybe you're an accountant and every month you have to close the books. Well, how long does that take you, right? Oh, it takes me X number of hours or days or whatever it might be. Um, have you ever looked at every step of that process and internalized whether it's inter- internal or external? You know, the same mechanics that we would use in a factory, but an accountant uses. Um, like with nurses and whatnot, we worked with, my gosh, I don't even know how many different healthcare professionals, but I would argue in some ways there, there's really not much difference. You know, I mean, it's that it, it, you have people, you have processes, you have problems, <laughs> right? And, you know, your customer is a person. So that obviously, you know, it's much more. Makes it a little more complicated. Yeah, it's more complicated, right? You've got you've got way more dynamics than a piece of sheet metal moving through a factory. Right. But in the end, when we when we study things, we're really focused on, you know, what's happening with the process. How are people working with one another? You know, what kind of, you know. That's why we're. I know you guys are big into TWI, like things like job relations. You know, like I'm big on starting with JR. You know, like because if people want to like argue and they don't get along and there's all kinds of frustration in the air, it's going to be really hard to set up a nice JI system over here, job instruction, when people you know aren't getting along or there's leadership challenges. You know, so um, so I don't know. I mean, 
I, I don't have answered your question, but we yeah. um, we don't really treat anybody any different, I guess, is what I would say. Um, and, and, and when we've heard, well, we're different and well, no, you're not <laughs> right. No one's different. You know, everybody's different, but they're the same. Right. Because HF is a little different. I, yeah. I, you got to be careful with him. <laughs> yeah, a, a surgeon sometimes can be can be yeah. different. Yeah. But, you know, um, a lot of times we hear organizations say, well, we're we're a lean company or we practice lean or, or you know, we practice lean six sigma what for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with with the terminology how would you define lean is it is it you know eliminating waste is it trying to create the most value at the at the lowest price or or is there is there a definition we all trying to get me in trouble with the lean police and the Six Sigma police. <laughs> exactly. However you answer this, you're going to make somebody mad out there. And Which ones you know, are better? Can you tell us they'll, that? They'll write some flaming <laughs> LinkedIn, you know, post and call me names and all the rest. It's a passionate community, this this lean and Six Sigma. Especially if you combine lean and Six Sigma, that really gets the lean purists upset. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> sure. Uh, so you we mean just it's not lean. one word? It's not one right. word? No. Probably it depends on who you're asking. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean, in the end, for me, like, I mean, we could go back and watch our intro to Lean video and see what our formal definition. But in the end, it's really about helping people. Number one, people. It's a people-based system. Improve all aspects of their lives. You know, put simply, their lives, or we would talk about respect for people. It's actually really poorly translated. It's really meant respect for humanity, the humanness of people, right? And so when we're respecting the humanness of people, which is really at the core of Ling, you know, yeah, we're looking at our processes and we're looking. So all because humans are involved in almost all of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's really about elevating the human race to excellence, I don't know. That's not what how we explain it in a video. But I mean, the common thing is uh, eliminate waste and, you know, respect people, continuous improvement, respect people. I mean, you'll hear that over and over in every book you read. OK, sure. but people eventually it just like kind of goes over people's heads. You know, it's like and then six, that classic example, Six Sigma is about variation and leans about waste. Well, that's kind of not true because. Six Sigma also goes after waste and lean also goes after variation. You know what I mean? So when you try to put things in boxes, that's when you get in trouble. All the labels we have in our movement probably cause more damage than good. You know, just I don't care what you call it. Try to make stuff better and get along and all work together towards that endeavor. And <laughs> the world is going to be a better place. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like denominations in uh in Christianity or whatever, exactly. religion, you know, that, that it, it creates more, a lot of times it creates more, uh, more conflict than it, than it does unity. Exactly. Exactly. I'm right. You're wrong. You know, oh my gosh, we're all working towards the same thing here, people, you know? So yeah. And the ego gets involved and pride gets involved and then, oh, then you get all kinds of problems. <laughs> it, so Talk to us a little bit more about that strife that that exists. Is it is it getting better from you know all the people we've had on this podcast? It seems like everybody is saying the same. I haven't had a lean purist or a six sigma purist come on yet. Everybody is 
Oh, you have. Try to move, move away from those terms, it seems like, and, and move yeah. towards, you know, just a general movement. So yeah. you, you're saying they're coming on there and they just haven't been honest with us. Well, well go ahead. Oh, you're, you're going to be in all kinds of trouble, man. I'm going to be in so much trouble with this podcast. Yeah. Skip, what have you done, man? Skip, uh, my question to the for you guys is, you know, just where is the where is the the kind of continuous improvement movement going yeah. now? If we're moving away from labels or we're trying to, yeah, um, you know, where are we going? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I do feel like it's way better than it was. I mean, I would say 10 years ago, that's when it was really ah, there was like almost ugliness to it, right? Like my camp's better than your camp kind of thing. And and that that has really calmed down. I mean, you'll still see a person here or there get all mad about belts and different things like that, you know, and whatever. I mean, I, I personally try to be more, you know, stoic about it. Like just choose the things that I get upset about and things on LinkedIn aren't very, very rarely anything on LinkedIn going to get me upset. You know what I mean? So um, but I think that there is, there is a lot, there's a big push towards the human side, which is really promising. You know, I mean, you'll see a lot of people talking a lot about, you know, like, uh, empathy and just, uh, respect for people like Karen, um, Karen Ross will talk about kindness and different things like that. And, and so more on the people side of things. So that I, I would say that's really starting to accelerate, um, but uh, that's interesting now with the, this next group of, of, of employees, if you will, coming into the workforce. Like I have like a 19-year-old, almost 20-year-old daughter, you know, and, and seeing these young people and the way that they were kind of brought up on, you know, technology different than, than say, I was. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to this whole idea of, of improvement because they want things quickly, Right instant gratification. That's the problem with social media, right? It's like, ah, you can instantly get what you want. And so I, I, I am going to be very curious to see how our movement translates to that age group, to that demographic, right? Like, is, are they, maybe that'll be better because they are going to be faster experimenters, right? Like we want people to experiment quickly and learn and adapt and, and go, right? That's kata, right? And so, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how that goes. I would say kata is also something that's really, um, you know, it's obviously, or scientific thinking, whatever you want to call it, has been really taking hold over the last, I would say, three to five years and getting people to, because a lot of us have practiced the tools, We've, we know what 5S is and the seven ways, and we know how to map value streams and all the rest of it. Yet, you know, we haven't matched what companies like Toyota and, and there's other really lean exemplars out there as well, not just Toyota. But it was that that, that thinking, that, that, that underlying routine that's going on behind the scenes. I feel like that's also really taken hold. I mean, it has here at Gamba Academy. In fact, with m myself personally, the way that I've been um, doing my work, you know, just really stopping to think about that next step, you know, because I haven't always done that, you know, like earlier in my career, I, I wish I would have known about scientific thinking as a young engineer. Like I, I didn't, you know, it was just more get in there and try to figure it out. But so I, I do see that really taking shape um, right now. And, and that's exciting to see what happens. Do, do you think that that we're having a paradigm shift, meaning that, you know, personally, I think 
I think that uh, the lean mindset and the lean principles are best, no, no matter what what sector you're working in. But but years ago, Toyota was kind of like this anomaly. You know, they you know, everybody did it this way except Toyota. But now, I mean, you, you, you see lean everywhere. And do you think that, you know, the, is a the market going to demand that in order for organizations to survive, that they're, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to figure out how to do things, whether they call it lean or whatever. They're going to have to learn yeah. how to do things much more efficiently. I no, I think that's fair. I mean, I do feel like, um, and again, like you said, there's there's a lots of other um, like agile is obviously very popular within certain communities and different types of businesses and and Scrum and and you know Kanban boards and different things like that. So I do feel like if an organization isn't trying to get better, that they will cease to exist, you know, sooner than later. Right. Because if you're if you're not trying to get better and most companies are, even if they don't realize it, they're trying to get better. Um, the danger is when a company is very successful. Right. Like got a great product or whatever. And they're almost making money in spite of themselves. You know, eventually somebody else is going to duplicate the product and they're going to be better customer support or whatever it might be. And and then that the original person who maybe invented the product <laughs> is going to cease to exist. So I, I do think that that's a fair statement. If you're, if you're you know, improving, you're eventually going to, uh, to die because entropy is always pulling, right? It's always out there trying to bring disorder into any system. And so sure. if you're not battling entropy, um, entropy is going to win. <laughs> it always does. Yeah. You know, so over the last two years, a lot has changed. Um, we've moved a lot of our meetings virtual. Um, our Baptist management uh, reviews are, are virtual. Um, we've been doing those. I just we just had one at DeSoto last week uh, with HF's group, um, and I, I can see how that medium might make doing some of this work a little bit more challenging. You don't have that in-person collaboration quite as much. Um, do you where do you see the industry going with regards to that? Do you see us still remaining hybrid? Are we able to get the same amount of improvement work done in this hybrid model, or do you see us going back to more of an in-person once things get back to normal? I think that we'll see, I think what we'll see, and we're seeing it here at Gimba Academy already, just within the last six months, this this desire, people, again, personality types play a lot into it. You know, the uh, somebody who's naturally introverted and they don't get their energy from other people, they don't care about going back in person. And maybe, in fact, they don't even want to, right? But there are people who do get their energy from people, right? I'm one of them. I love seeing people, you know? And I think what we're, what's going to happen is that the hybrid, the blended approach is going to really accelerate. And we're seeing it. And so if you come to a live workshop here, there is going to be some sort of pre-work that you would do that is going to be more video-based or whatever it might be, just to sort of lay some foundation so we don't have to spend any time laying that foundation when you're here. And we can then get on to more fun stuff, you know, and, and engaging practice of some sort, right? Um, so I think that's going to be, um, I, I don't know if we're ever going to go back to where people are never doing things virtually because, you know, you can scale. Like we couldn't talk right now if we weren't doing this this way, right? And so um, I do think that there's going to be, that blended approach is going to be really, really popular. 
Yeah, certainly uh, popular with the, the CFO's travel budget, you know, reducing some of those well, yeah. I mean, even conferences, and as good as conferences are, and I love going to conferences, you know, maybe they don't have to be a week long, <laughs> you know, maybe, you know what I mean? Because that's an incredible expense to to industry and, you know, to the, to the world, really, to go, you know, leave your workplace for an entire week to go, you know run around and <laughs> listen to talks, you know, so. One thing I wanted uh, that, I, that I found out, and I want to get your thoughts on is that, um, you know, a lot of times, let's say a company or even an individual in their personal lives, they wanted to implement lean principles and, and, and you want to have this perfect plan and you want to have this perfect tool that's going to work perfectly from, from day one. And is, is what I found out is it's just kind of like, Jake, it's like running a marathon. I mean, you 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 got to get there and you got to run one mile at a time. And 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 with practicing these principles, you got to roll your sleeves up and you got to practice and you got to do it and you got to fail. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to get your get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I love the marathon analogy. In fact, when we're teaching the whole concept of scientific thinking, that that's I use that a lot. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll well I'll I'll use this example as well. Like I like in the journey of continuous improvement to this horse pulling this big cart. Okay. And the inside of the cart, that's all of our tools, lean, six Sigma, just do it, project management, whatever, anything that you might need to make an improvement, it's in our cart. So the horse is pulling us along. And we, by the way, we've, we've given the horse this, this, this beacon out way out in the distance where we want the horse to pull us to, right? So the horse is moving along and all of a sudden the horse stops. We said, why'd you stop? Well, this is an obstacle in front of me. Hmm. So you get off, you go look at the obstacle. You say, oh, I know exactly what I need to clear that obstacle. You go to the cart, get that thing, that tool, that only that tool. You clear the obstacle, jump back on, reset and continue until you stop at another obstacle. And so what we're doing is it's not about the tools. It's not about the cart. Now you need the cart. You need all the tools in the cart because eventually you're going to come to an obstacle that's going to require a different way of thinking, and you might you not have that ability yet. So you'll need to go get that somehow. But the trap is when we we when we fixate on the on the cart, <laughs> we fixate on the tools. We run around and we're looking for nails, you know, because all we have is a hammer, mm. right? And so what we want to do is reorient our mind to move towards where you want to go, identify those obstacles, clear those obstacles accordingly, using the tools that you need for that op that obstacle, right? And so that that's the, the, the beauty of continuous improvement done well. Yeah, you need to keep filling your cart. So go to the conference, watch the new Gemba Academy video, listen to the podcast, read the book, you know, keep filling your cart up, okay? Because um, you never know when you're going to need to know knew all those tools, right? But it's not about the tools. It's about the obstacles that are in our way towards where we want to be, right? Sure. So. Sure. That that makes a lot. That makes great sense. And and that, that's that's a great great story. A great analogy. Well, Ron, we could sit here and talk all day, but <laughs> we're we're coming to the end of our thirty minutes. But but one thing that I wanted to ask is, you know, one of the reasons we have this podcast is we want to get anybody who listens, but particularly we, we want to get healthcare providers and people in, the, in you know, the healthcare field interested in, in continuous improvement. For, is Gimba Academy, is it, a, is it sort of a one-stop shop? I mean, for somebody who knows absolutely nothing mm -hmm. about continuous improvement, could they get a subscription and start 
from the very basics and 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 work their way through. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we have a real deliberate um, sort of onboarding process. Even our sales team, when they're talking to us to a potential customer, we're, we're practicing Kata from the very beginning, trying to understand where do you want to be a year from now? Where are you now? You know, and then we might even start, okay, well, where do you think you could be in a couple, in a month from now, right? And so we're having those conversations even before they decide to buy. Um, because then if they do decide to join us, then our customer success team is going to be able to see all that information and then they'll be able to, when we're onboarding them or we're having conversations or we're, maybe they signed up for one of our coaching services, we already know sort of an idea of where they want to go and then we can better help them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, we've got people who are, they can even spell lean to, you know, extremely experienced companies that have been on a journey for many, many years who just want to be able to scale and go faster. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, I highly recommend Gimba Academy and and Ron. Any parting thoughts before we (laughs) sign off? No, just just thank you for all you guys are doing. My gosh, you know, um, we're indebted to to you all, especially I mean, always, but in particular (laughs) these last few years, you know, so thank you guys for for everything that you guys um, are doing and and all the other healthcare professionals listening. Sometimes, you know, I think we we lose sight of of how <laughs> how valuable you all are. So thank you. Um, you know, parting thoughts would just be to, you know. Don't let entropy win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Just you got to fight, man. You got to keep battling. You know, you got to keep trying. You got to keep learning. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and build a network, too. I would encourage, you know, within within your communities, I know a Baptist, you guys have a very strong network, but even people outside of Baptist, you know, I feel like it's 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 easy to get on an island where you're by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and so you do need to be able to connect with other people. So whether that's LinkedIn or whatever it might be, just to, you know, find some other folks, even if it's three or four other people who are trying to get better and just have a have a monthly call, you know, a little Zoom call or something with one another and share stories with each other and and stay connected and encourage each other because it's hard, you know, and it's, if you try to do it alone, oof, it's really hard. You know what I mean? So. Sure. Well, Ron, thank you once again. Thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah. Again, this someday. is fun. Yeah, sure was. Thank- Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. All right.